Well, every day is an adventure, isn't it? You know, it really is. It is. You know, and, and I, I was just writing this down, you know, and the, the message is called Step by Step. And it's just really amazing how God just walks us through each step of our lives. And I, I was thinking about that this week. And, you know, things don't really stay the same way real long, do they? I mean, your kids start growing up and all that stuff. I mean, technology continues, a lot of upgrades and things like that. So it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I mean, there's new discoveries every day, medical breakthroughs. I was just writing down some stuff. And, and life just keeps moving on, and it doesn't have to be a bad thing, does it? I mean, a lot of times we just want it the way it used to be, want it the way it used to be. But there's times, how many know we've been in a place we wish it not going to stay there very long? If I said that, right, we're ready for the change, we're ready for it to move on. And so, you know, we, can, you know, we don't have to worry when, we're, when we know the Lord's in control. That's kind of been the theme here the last little bit God's been showing us. And I was just thinking about that, you know, as we embrace each step of life that God gives us, Man, we can look at it through the lens of the Lord and through how we know that he's in control and how he's with us and his love continues to, to carry us on through. Amen. So a lot of times uh, what happens, though, we, we get a little bitter sometimes, don't we? Why is this happening to me? What's going on here? And, and we get a little complacent sometimes, don't we? It's just me. It's just me. I'm the only one that gets like that, right? No, it's just the truth. Sometimes we can do that. But, you know, when we start realizing how God's working through every step along the way and that life is a gift from God, amen? Life is just a, a beautiful gift from God. And, you know, it flows out of the love that he has for us. So with that being said, I'm going to jump on in with our scripture. If you guys have got your Bible, I encourage you to open to 1 John 4.10. And uh, we're going to read that. And it says, this is real love. It is not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. He gives us this amazing opportunity, right? This amazing invitation to be involved in his life, right? I, I think sometimes we forget that. See, a lot of times I don't think we realize what we've been saved from. And if we do realize what we've been saved from, do we understand what we've been called to? So the Lord really gave me four aspects of this uh, message, and there's a whole lot more in his word. But we just kind of boiled it down to four things. If you got your sheets today, you're going to see we're talking about invitation, restoration, preparation, and inspiration. And I tell you, man, I uh, end up living these messages every week, you know? And I, I think that's important that God pours that through us so that, you know, we can just reach out and just pull together. So I want to look at those. And, and today, I want, I want to, my prayer to God, take us where we are right now. Love us where we are right now like you do, but grow us to where you want us to be. Amen? Are we willing to just say, Lord, you know, have your way in my life because that's the best place. How many know the best place to be is right in the middle of God's will? Amen? And we know that he's got a good plan for us, right? And sometimes we've got to go through a few tough things as he's preparing and working and all things together. God does not cause bad things, amen, but he can use them all to work together. Amen? Romans 8, 28. God works all things together for those who love him and call according to his purpose. It's just amazing how he does that. But he's in charge. Amen. So let's look at this great invitation. Everybody ready? Say amen. amen. All right. So we're looking at this. And I was thinking about what the Lord dropped in my, my heart. And I, I was just thinking invitation. What do you think about when you get an invitation? You know, I'm thinking like, man, I get a nice card. It's written to me. I'm feeling important. Who's going to be there? What's going to happen? You know? But look at this. This, this might not be uh, something that knocks you off your, your, your seat here today. But when I did a little deeper study, I thought it was cool. How many glad we don't give any tests here? No tests here. But I thought this was cool. Miles said, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm with you, brother. Well, look at this. I did a little looking up the word here. And I thought, this is something cool. Now, in the Greek, this word kalo, right, actually means invitation, right? So it means, look at this. 
You say, well, okay, buddy, I understand it means the call to invite. But this is what really hit my heart when I studied this word out. And it goes on and says, or to receive the name of. See, the invitation that God gives us is to be in his family, to take on his name, his son, amen? You know, back in the, in the book of Acts where we start, they really start identifying us as Christians, little Christ, made me think of that. Wow, not only do I get to have this great invitation, but he gives me his name, the greatest name, the name above all names to call on for salvation, for health, for help, for whatever I need is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's pretty rich. I thought, man, that's really cool because we can gloss over some of these things. But when you kind of study them out, sometimes when we look at some of the Hebrew and the Greek, it's so rich because of the meaning that we're able to pull out of that. Just thought that was kind of cool because that's how God is. He is so rich in his grace and his love and mercy that he says, you know what? I'm giving you my name, my name to call upon. Amen. Well, what else does he do here? Like I said, he tells us we are of great value, you know? You, you know, when you think about that, and I, I say it again, you know, when you get something in the mail or something like that and you got your name on it, you think, man, I, I feel special. Today I want you to feel special because God, God brought you here for a time such as this. And it didn't just happen by, right? God knew you were going to be here for this message, and we're going to trust God to do the work through that. Amen? Well, I love this scripture here. And, and I, I, with this invitation, I want you all to, to take a look at this. If you've got your Bibles with you again, you can follow along. This is in Ephesians 1, verse 13. And it says this. He says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Man, when I started thinking about that, I said, well, when did all this happen? When you believed. It didn't say when you got pretty enough, when you got smart enough, when you looked just right. It said when? When you believed. Do you believe God's word today? Do you realize that it's transforming? It's powerful. It's, it's always pulling us to a greater love for him because it reflects the love that he has for us. And I just thought, man, this is just so great to see all this stuff because guess what? You are valued. See, a lot of times when I spend a lot of time on the phone, uh, it's because people don't feel valued. A lot of times I can look in the mirror and sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm not valued. But when I open God's word and look into the mirror of his word, I know that I'm valued. And it's not because of anything I've done. It's because of what he's done. And that's the saving grace message I want you to hear today. That step by step as God works our life and molds us into to, uh, just looking more and more like Jesus, realize he'll take you right where you are. I want you to hear that. He'll take you right where you are. So this happens when you believe. What did we do? We just responded to it. We didn't have to. We didn't, it didn't cost us anything or anything else like that. But it cost God everything, didn't it? It cost him his very best for you to be invited, right? And so every time I think about this, I like to extend that invitation to people, right? Maybe invite them to church or whatever. But extend that invitation of God's love. Maybe it's just through our action. Maybe it's holding the door for somebody. Maybe it's praying for somebody. Maybe it's encouraging somebody. But you know what? We can be the inviters, amen, to the greatest invitation ever, knowing and, and receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, could it get better? It always gets better with God, amen? Look at this. Now, verse 14 says this. It says, the Spirit is God's guarantee. You know, guarantee is only as good as the people backing it up, right? You know, if you go to Sears, it's only as good as Sears says, you know, that they back it up or anywhere else. As seen on TV, is only as good as them backing up. But who's backing this up? The Spirit is God's guarantee. So if you start feeling a little wiggly in your walk or whatever, go back to the Word and say, hey, I, I, I got God's guarantee. God's not removing his, he's not scraping the sticker off yet. 
Okay? You're all right. He's got the guarantee that he will give us everything he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. That's a good place to say amen right there. This is just one more reason for us to praise our glorious God. That's why it's easy to say praise the Lord, right? You know, you make a joyful noise, snap, clap, whatever, because when our hearts are pointed to the Savior, pointed to what God's doing, man, you see them hands just, man, there is no one higher. Now, you know why she sings that song, right? Because she sings a lot better than I do. But that's okay. My heart's still pointing to the Lord. See, we don't have to worry about what we sound like. We don't even have to worry about what we feel like sometimes. But what we do need to know is God is for us all the time. Amen. That changes everything. So let's keep on moving here. I said it didn't cost us anything. You know, all we had to do was believe. But I want us today to just take a few minutes and, and think what it costs God. And a lot of times I'll ask you this. And I said, well, what are you bringing to the table? And what I mean by that, you know, I didn't mean baked beans and chicken this morning. I'm talking about, did you prepare your heart to come today? See, a lot of times we don't receive because we come in. We might do this. We'll just get here now. Okay, buddy, playing guitar and saying hi. We just kind of sit down, you know, and we let all the fog from the world kind of creep in and start choking us out a little bit. Man, today, when we come in here and do our corporate worship, because we want to worship the Lord every day, I want you to leave that stuff at the door. And when you go, don't pick it up. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Give it to God. He is able, amen? See, the problem is we bring it to the cross, and then we pick it back up and carry it back with us, Right? I know that it's easier said than done, but I'm going to tell you what he says. you got God's guarantee, amen, that he's going to see you through. I want you all to hear that today. And you know what? Like I said, it didn't cost us anything, but you know what? There's no reason for us to be boastful or prideful about that. You know? Well, I'm, I'm saved, and so I can do what I want, and this. No, you missed the point there. You're saved by his grace. You're saved by his mercy. You're saved by his love. And that should motivate us. To Amen. Hey, that's to motivate us to live for him. And let me tell you, I know we can miss the mark. Amen. I got a mirror. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll do what I can, but I'll tell you what I'm counting on this. I'm counting on the Lord working it all out. Amen. This would be a freeing message for us. If you're being set free today, let me hear you say amen. This is good stuff, right? So it's a life-changing invitation, and it's for eternity. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, man, you know what? It's only one day. It's only one day. It's only for this. You know, well, you've got to make it to this day or this time. Well, you know what? I'm praying that you, you see the urgency of this day and this time. But let me tell you, when you step into to God's grace and his mercy and his sacrifice, it's for eternity. Amen. And it can start today. Amen. Every day of your life. So let's take a look at this. God's guaranteed it by his, his very word. And you can't beat that. Amen. Well, what else does he do for us? Let's keep on rolling. Restoration. Step by step. Go walk on through this. So we talked about invitation. Now we're going to talk about restoration. What do you mean? The act of restoring, renewal, revival, or reestablishment. I love this here. It says, a return of something to a former, original, normal, unimpaired condition. We're made right. Set back into the family. Right? When Adam and Eve blew it, God saw that. They didn't catch it by surprise. And here we go. He's made a way for each one of us. And that's what I think as we continue on in what God's done, it's just such a great blessing to, to experience. I want each believer to see why we should be so full of joy. God did the work. We were in a terrible state, and Jesus bought us out. Amen? That's what, that's what the whole message is. Restoration. Well, who did it? Just like we said, God has made us right. Don't let others rob your joy. I'm going to say that again. I should have had that in big, big letters. 
Don't let others rob your joy. Don't let your situation rob your joy. Now, a lot of times we see joy as an emotion, right? But let me tell you, the deep-rooted joy of the Lord will stand fast when we're convinced of God being who he said he is, amen? We say, well, you know, I don't know what's going on out here, but I know what God said. You know, just like we've talked many times, we're going through this situation where we say, man, what is going on? We can trust God. We can trust God. And I tell you, as I look back over the last few years seeing different things in my life, I thought, man, I just don't understand how this is going to work out. Oh, they didn't leave. They're going to cook. Give my hand clap. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we appreciate that, you know. And in our serving and in our doing for the Lord, man, are, are, we, are we serving out of that, that compassion? We talk about this. These messages kind of just thread on through God's grace, God's love, and our serving to the Lord. But it's out of that relationship. So take a look at this. It's freeing to know the truth. Now, I talked a little bit about that the other day. And when I said, well, you know, it's, 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 the truth doesn't change. But if you don't know the truth, it won't change you. Does that make sense? You, you can hear about the truth. But if you don't apply the truth, it doesn't do you much good. I can tell you that Jesus Christ came, paid all your sin debt in full, died on the cross and rose on the third day. Is that true? Absolutely. But if you don't receive it, it doesn't transform your life. You heard it. It said, when did all that stuff happen? When you believe. Remember what we said? When you believe. Are you here today believing in the word of God? Believing in the finished uh, work of the cross? I pray that you are. Because if not, you're going to have an opportunity before you leave. I promise you that. You have an opportunity to grab hold. And it's freeing to know that truth. But even when we know the truth, sometimes things can, can situations can come in our life and, and, and really cause us to question that. That's why. This ain't even in the notes. That's why it's important to come to church. I'm not beating nobody up when I come to church. I'm just saying. I want to show you the benefit of that. First, the Lord tells us, don't forsake the assembly of God, right? But let me tell you, when something's going on in your life, I don't know about you, it's real nice when you've had a rough week. And I, I, you know, I still smile. I had a pretty rough week this week. My mom took a fall, been to the doctors, been all these different things. God's still good in the midst of that. But let me tell you, the difference when somebody says, hey, everything cool? Hey, can we do anything to help? Hey, been praying for you, Mom. That makes all the difference in the world. See, that's the, the, the blessing of having a church family, people walking and, and, and standing with you. Because I'm going to tell you what, sometimes you can feel like one lonely fella out there or a young lady when things are going down. But when you've got people that love you and they come alongside, it makes all the difference in the world. And that's what we want to be. We want to be that mirror of Christ for one another. Amen. That's what we want to do. So that's a, that's a free and truth to know that God's got your back and he puts people in your life to walk alongside you to encourage you and what God's been telling you. Amen? Well, let's take a look at this. God does perfect work in imperfect people. Hey, I think they got a picture of that guy. Right? There you go. And so many times, man, God just does perfect work and he's still perfecting us in what we're here now. But let me tell you, we're totally perfected when God looks at our life. Y'all hear that? That's a good word. See, when God looks at you and you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, he doesn't see every little thing. He doesn't have a checklist going, yep, he did that, take a point off there, he did that, okay. That's not it. He sees you through the lens of the sacrifice of, the, of Christ, the finished work. What do we say? And he said, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to do what? To take away the sin. Man, that ought to be pulling the bricks off our back right here, right now. So, we talked about how that's freeing. I want you to know this. Remember that we can count on Christ. 
You know what? Nobody, I don't think anybody here wants to let you down. I know I don't want to let you down. I'm a man, I'll probably let you down sometime. I don't, that's not my desire. However, I want you to look a little bit higher and look to the Lord. Because I want to point to the one that will never let you down. I want to point to the one that says, hey, I got your back. I want to point to the one that says, I, I've, I've made this promise, this covenant with you. When you put your faith and trust in me. So now we can, we can always remember what God's done for us. He did the work. He gave the gift. And now he prepares us to walk in it. Everybody doing good so far? So what did we talk about? We talked about invitation, restoration. He gives us that invitation, right, to join him in this family. And then he does that. He did all the work, right? Now he's preparing things in our hearts. All right, let's keep on rolling. We're moving on through. I can smell the burgers. All right. <laughs> preparation. What can we say about preparation? Mm. Man. I'm, can I be real, 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 real honest with y'all on this? Lord reminded me something that was a little painful last night when I was going through this. I'm going to share that with you. The Lord teaches us his ways. Now, y'all know I've been doing ministry for probably 15, 16 years. And we started doing the church probably about three years ago. And, um, you know, God is so gracious to take you right where you are. And, and you might think you got it figured out, but I'm here to tell you that I didn't. And I don't. And I'm still leaning on the Lord. And I met with one of my pastor friends. I got ordained. And I didn't even understand what all that was. They called you to do this. And they said, you know what? We agree that God's called you to this. Uh, we're going to come along and support you and all these things. And this is what's going to go. We're going to help you walk. We're going to prepare you in this. And I was eating lunch with my preacher buddy. And I've been doing some ministry, man. I've been doing some street ministry. I've been playing. We're playing 45 places a year, talking to people, everything else. By no means that I think I had it all figured out even then. But he said something. And I didn't even know there was any pride in there. But the Lord showed me that it was. And he was eating, he was eating a salad. Like, he said, well, you know, this is really good as you prepare for ministry. I said, well, I'm not preparing for ministry. What are you preparing? I was preparing like four or five years ago. I'm walking in this. And the Lord said, ha, 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 ha. I almost heard the Lord laugh. I said, you know, I think, oh, I got it figured out. Wrong. No, you don't. No, you don't. And let me tell you, ever since that day, he's been showing me, you don't. But it's okay. But I was saying, what do you mean preparing for ministry? You know what I thought? Oh, so you've been in ministry so long, so you're talking down to me because I just got started. And I, I told you, I'm going to be very honest. That's what I thought. I left eating there. I thought, well, you know, whatever. Whatever. You know? Man, I was on the wrong sheet, baby. I'm going to tell you right there. And God continued to just love me through that. And I was like, hey, maybe I need to give that guy a call. You know, like, but, but see what I'm saying? The reason I brought that up, preparation is always going on. So where am I in the preparation mode? Still being preparated. Is that a word? I'm still being, I'm still, he's still working with us. I don't know. It probably is in the Buckrow lexicon or whatever they call it. Whatever you call, I don't know. But, you know, y'all work with me. What I'm trying to say is he's still working with us. But the difference is now is that I understand that. And I understand that I need his mercy. And I understand it doesn't matter where this guy's at or this girl's at. I just need to be close to God. Because every time I venture out, man, I'm way over here. I'm way over here. You know, it's, it's like this. You know, you, you want to drive until you get in the ditch. Mom, Dad, Lord. Right? And that's what I see a lot of times. You know, you can fill the church seats up a lot of times when there's things going on that's wrong. But will they continue on? I pray that they do. I'm not beating anybody up. I'm just telling you what's happening in my life. I'm just sharing it. Yeah, okay, well, I got to this point, so I got it figured out. No. I need him every minute of the day. And sometimes double time. You know what I mean? That's the truth of it. 
But the Lord will teach his ways. I just wanted to bring that in because, you know, I just got to keep it real. And, and that's something that the Lord, when I was going through this, he said, you remember that lunch date that I sat there for you and Pastor such and such? I was going, yeah, wow, man. I said, he had salad, I had crow. That's what I was eating, man. I was just like, man. But when that light went off, God, why did God show me that? Because I needed to know that. Because I needed to know that. And you know what? I made adjustments in my life, and I continue to make adjustments in my life. Because you know what? God is still teaching us. God is still reaching us. And God says, you know what? Even with your imperfect thinking, I can do this here. I can work through you, all right? So let's go with that. God, the Lord is gentle and kind. He didn't smack me down at the table. He just said, well, did you hear what you said? You ever had that? Have you ever said something? And that little voice is like, I wish I didn't say that. Maybe, have you ever thought something? <laughs> I, I hear you, brother. I hear you. Or, or you're sitting there and you're going, why was I thinking that? And God will bring that back to your memory to, to help uh, work it out. Amen. I'll just say that. But he nurtures us in our newfound life. You know, God's so gracious. Well, what else is the preparation? His word brings comfort, strength, wisdom, and the thing we don't really like, correction. He brought correction in my life in that, and he continues to do that. But, you know, as we go deeper with the Lord, his word continues to grow us and shape us into the image of Christ. And that's a good thing, amen? That's a good thing. We don't always, we don't always want to be moldable. We're kind of rigid sometimes, right? See, religion gets real rigid, you know? But relationship embraces, Amen? That's what I want you to see today. We're talking about relationship, you know? I'm not talking about a systematic rules. You've got to do this to get this and this and this and this. He said, when you believe, you got the promise. And you walk in that from his love, amen? All right. Well, as his disciples, Holy Spirit guides us step by step. Just like last night when I was putting this together, the Lord brought that back to my memory. And I said, I really don't want to share that. And then I got that long pause from God. I said, but I will. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can tell when God wants you to kind of do something, say something. It's like, okay, you know. But uh, I think that's a, that's a big key, just, just being for real for folks. And I, I, people can tell that. And you know what? This is what I think is really amazing. I use this as, as during this time. You know, he, he dis, as his disciples, Holy Spirit guides us step by step. Now, you know, a lot of times we, this, I want to make sure we understand. When we believe, God says, you're mine. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. But we still are growing in the things of the Lord. I'll give you a perfect example. When you bring your baby home from the hospital, they're your baby. And you get there. You don't take them and put them behind the car and say, all right, June Bug, stretch your foot out and get, take us home. There's a process of nurturing. There's a process of growing. There's a process of knowing. That's what God does with us. Is little June Bug still in the family? Absolutely. But it's not his time to drive. And our family of God, we're in his family, and he walks with us, nurtures us for a time such as this. And he's building into our life exactly what we need for a time such as this, for the place you need to be, for where you're at. He's putting all those things together. So that's what I see step by step through that invitation, through the restoration, and the preparation. All right. Well, let's look at this. He laid this on my heart after I had that conversation about that lunch date many, many years ago. And I said, preparing one's heart revives the soul. See, as God continued to work in my heart about that situation, he was really bringing life to my, my soul, my spirit. He was doing that for my own good to save me some heartache down the line. Amen. You ever had God speak to you about something and say, you know, you might want to make that adjustment. You, know, you might want to make that adjustment. You might want to make that adjustment. And, you know, here's the truth of the matter. A lot of times on our own, we can't make the adjustment. 
Amen? We've got to lean on the Lord and in his power and his strength and his promise. And I'm going to tell you what we're overcoming in the victory of Christ so that our life is a showcase for grace. What do you mean by that? Everybody, everybody, I don't care what type of work you do, where you live, what's going on, your life can be a showcase of God's grace. Amen? It really can. We talk about different platforms and things for the Lord. You know, whatever you're doing. Hey, maybe you, you're, you're working working on a generator or something. And you have the Lord put somebody with you. Right? And you're pulling wrenches and everything else. And this guy's having a fit. But you're just saying, hey, man, I'm thankful to have a job. Right? Maybe it's, you know, maybe you're cutting hair or something. And somebody's having a bad day. Maybe you're just listening. Maybe you're working at home. Right? And you see something going on across the street. You said, you know, the newspaper's been out there two or three days. I'm going to go over there and check on my neighbor. Let me tell you. God can use your life. As a platform to, 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 I'm going to call it, relay his grace. Relay his grace to somebody else. That's how good our God is. And so many times we choose to pull back and say, well, no, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't want to do that. Or sometimes we say, well, I don't, I don't, I, I talked to somebody the other day. It's like, hey, man, I just say, hey, uh, we're going to have a cookout at church. You want to come? That's great. Come on. Yeah. Well, I might do that. I might do this. Not a problem in the world. My part is just the invite. Your part is just the invite. But sometimes when they want to go the extra mile and then start saying, well, what do you do? What do you say? Why do I got to go there? And all this, I say, oh, this is an opportunity for you to come and gather with other believers and uh, to encourage one another, to praise the Lord and, and learn from his word. Well, I can do that on my own. And then I, and I said, you know, you're right. How much have you been doing this week? Oh, man, I've been busy this week. Really? Okay. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times we say, well, we don't want to go and do this because I can do it on my own. See that pride thing? We think we can do so much on our own. You know the best place I think we can be is when you realize you can't do it on your own. Then you come dependent on Christ and his power, his strength, and his love flows through you. That's what I found in my life over and over and over. They said, well, what are you going to do? I go, I'm going to pray because I don't know. There's a lot that I don't know. Tanya says this sometimes. She says, the book of what I know is probably like this. The book of what I don't know is like this. Well, if that's me, I'm going to ramp up the note. I don't know book, you know. But, but that's okay because it's not a bad place to be to realize that we don't know it all. But you know what? We're seeking after the one that does, who prepares our heart, and is continuing to flow with grace to us. And that's what I think is so amazing, that God continues to use people just like me and you. What was our other thing we had? God does perfect work in imperfect people. You know any of those people? I got a mirror, Right? But in Christ, in Christ, that's what I want you to see. In Christ, we're made perfect. That's what I want you to take away today. That great invitation of what God's done for me and you and for so many others. But you know, a lot of people turn away from that, man. They sure do. I said, his love in us towards us, excuse me, his love in us and towards others should be an invitation for inspiration. Are you ready now? I'm going to tell you. I got a story on the end. It's going to blow your socks off, man. I'm just trying not to get there too fast. But I'm going to tell you in just a minute. Everybody doing good? Inspiration. Yeah. All right. Here we go. A little inspiration. What are we talking about here? Does God inspire you? You say, what do you mean? How often do you really consider what Christ has done for you? Really. I mean, sometimes let's just break it down to real simple. So I'm a simple guy. How often do you wake up in the morning and say, man, Lord, thank you that I can get up. Thank you, Lord, that I got a roof over my head. Thank you, Lord, that I, that, I, that I'm, I'm, you know, got something to eat. You know, and there's many people that don't. Um, but you know what? When we hear of a need, we try to do what we can. Amen. You know, yeah. I always, it's something that is amazing to me is the eyeball. The eyeball. 
so many nerves, so many things, so many, so many things that you see, I mean, different colors, and, and you can look at people's body language and all these different things just in an eyeball. Think what he's got with all of you, your brain, your mind, your fingers, you know, all that stuff. It's just really amazing. Do I, do I think about what God's done for me? Because when I, just later for a minute in the morning, I like to start my day with God, spend my day with God, and end my day with God, right? Not just tack him on at the end. Because you know what? We never know what we're going to deal with. But God is worthy. So I want to thank God when I wake up in the morning, when I'm praying over my kids, when I'm petting my dog. You know? All those things. Thankful for my pets. Thankful for all that. He said, man, you know what? What, what do you mean? I just don't thank God for the big things. I want to thank God for all things. And here's something that's tough. Not too often you want to thank him for some of the tough times. You know? And I understand that. But when you come out the other side and God's brought you through that and you've seen victory, you go, Lord, thank that you never left me back there. Everybody else was going. I had a few standing on the sidelines saying, get up, run the race, run the race, maybe pulling, kicking, whatever. But I'm going to tell you, God never left you. I always think about that, that, uh, that picture, you know, with the footprints. You know, y'all seen the one I'm talking about? They got a man walking and then he's got two sets of prints and then there's one set of prints and he talks to the Lord. He said, Lord, you know, it looks like some of the roughest time in my life. You left me. And the Lord corrects his thinking. He said, no, that's where I carried you. Wow. That gets me every time. Has the Lord carried you through a few things? Is he carrying you right now? Hey, I tell you what, I'll be honest. This has been time. I bet you you can see the Lord's footprints and then see my toes digging in. You know? I'm just being honest. It's like, I don't want to go. And he's like, you're going to go. You know? And thank God that I did. You know? But he's still working in us all the time. So look at this. Do your word, do, do your words inspire others? And I thought about this. I said, you know what? If, if you, you know when you go to the court and they get that little, what do they call it? It's fancy words, stenographer, something like that. I just call it a typist. How about that? They're doing that. I mean, you go, uh, they go, and <laughs> you can just go, I'd be so nervous in there, I wouldn't know what to do. So think about in the last 24 hours, if they had that, that little ticker tape on everything you said, and we just put it up here, would they know for sure that you love the Lord? Would that, would, that, would that say, well, you know, man, I know they're a really believer. You know, our words are powerful. You see the power of life and death in our, in our tongue. But it also says, you know, from, from, the, from our heart, the, the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaketh. So if we're not continuing remembering what God's done and we're not keeping the Bible open, guess what? It's probably not going to match. So I'm here today until you dig into what God's got for you so that what comes out of here is what you've been pouring. I say this a lot. Somebody told me this a long time in ministry, uh, a long time ago, and somebody was riding with me on a motorcycle yesterday told me the same thing. <laughs> it's crazy. <sighs> yeah, we had a good day yesterday. And you know, you gotta, you gotta keep pouring in so you can pour back out. And I thought, man, you know what we're doing? My sister came in town yesterday. We just ride, doing all this cool stuff. And uh, she said, hey, bro, got to take some time for you. Because if you go down, a lot of stuff's going to go down. And I said, oh, okay. Because she didn't think I was thinking. And I go, yeah, I just played it off like that. And you know what? I'm so thankful for people pouring in my life. That's what, that's what you get these tears going. Not this stuff is tough. Not this, it's that when I see people say, hey, man, I got your back. Hey, man, come on, keep going. Hey, man, keep going. Yeah, what do I say? Everybody needs a cheerleader. If I said it once, I said it a hundred times. And I'm thankful for the cheerleaders. I just want to tell you thank you for your prayers and things like that. 
Because let me tell you, everybody needs those. And sometimes, man, you can get so wore down. They say, oh, man, these must are happy. Yes, I'm very happy. I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed. And then there's sometimes you go, man, what a day. And then guess what? God shows up, turns the volume on, rolls the screen out, says, I got something to show you. So y'all just hold on because it's coming. All right? Here we go. We can choose to inspire. I really believe inspiring people is a choice, isn't it? I mean, you can choose. You can walk right by and don't, don't worry about it. Or you can take a little time to invest in people's lives. And I pray that we do. We can pick the positive. We can pick the positive. And then I look at this here. We can choose to walk in the freedom of what God's given us. Man. If we continue to rehearse the hurt, we're going to stay in that place. If we just keep looping and looping and looping. You know, sometimes when we get older... We do a lot of looping. Uh, I spend a lot of time with my mom, and sometimes she'll be looping, you know, and then she'll be right back on that. And I just, I just answer the same thing, just like the first time I heard it. I just love her right through it, keep on going, you know. She asked me what time the Redskins going to play 30 times. I don't care. Same time, mama. I'll be here watching. You know, it's okay. I just love my mom more. And, uh, you know, and, and, and my sister does the same thing. And Tiny Tim come by, and they go, yeah, yeah, Miss Ruby, that's good. And then she's back on track. What in the world does that have to do with this? You know, a lot of times, if we just continue to rehearse the hurt, it's not very freeing in that. We can just think, oh, can you believe they did me that way? Can you believe that happened? Can you believe I didn't get the raise? Can you believe it? Can you get can, 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 can you believe God's in control? That, that shuts it up. If he's in control, he's working it all together. I'm glad that I didn't start preaching until I started preaching, what, like three years ago all the time. Because if I'd have been trying to do what I'm doing now, man, you guys would say, wow, what is he talking about? God was still preparing. God is still preparing. He knows what time we need to be where, and he's never late. Amen? I want you to hear that. So if you're at a place and you think, man, I should be way down the road, just hold on. God's not bound by time, and he'll carry you right where you need. Amen? He'll put you in the right place at the right time. Because you know what? We can choose to walk step by step in the love of the Lord. We can trust in that. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Like I told you, it's been a pretty, uh, pretty wild week for me this week. Um, last Sunday, everything fixing change in an instant, can't it? Last week, we did good church service, everything, and went home, everything, and went by mom's house, everything's going all right, and doing a few things, and came back home and, and celebrated my baby dog's birthday, and I was like, well, man, it's about time to call mom. So I called my mom. Ringy, 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 ringy. No answer. I said, well, she's probably in the bathroom. I went a little bit longer, ring, 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 no answer. I tell Jess, I said, I'm going to grandma's. I get to about the step, and I go, ring, 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 hey, mama, well, you got a party going on over there? She said, no, I fell. I said, you fell? I said, are you hurt? No. I said, okay. I said, well, I'm on my way, and my mom says, you don't need to come over here. You got stuff to do. Huh? And with them, Jeff's the same way. We live in the same neighborhood. They wired the same way. I oh, don't worry about it. It'll grow back. You know, it's like, okay. You know, it's like, so I go there. And when I get there, she's still sitting on the floor. But she didn't want to bug me. Let me tell you, she never, I never let her think she bugged me. You know? And my sister comes up as much as she can. We call her, check, turn and Tim. And others always, always coming around now. I'm so grateful for that. But it's not about my mom here. I'm going to tell you what I'm using that as what's going on. So I go over there, and she won't let me spend the night. So I got to act like I'm just watching the football game over and over and over. I said, I'm going to watch this football game. They got to delay a game. You need to go home. I said, no, I need to be right here. You know? 
So anyway, finally I wore down. I got to stay there. And we checked on a few things. And the next day I take her to the doctor. And they said, well, we think maybe she had a heart attack. I was like, what? So, well, we don't know what's going on. Her pulse rate's out of whack. So they send us back home. Why are you sending me back home? We, you think we had a heart attack, right? So all this is going on. So anyway, I get an appointment and everything. We go do some more testing. My sister comes down. Tiny Tim's on the scene. The whole crew, people praying, all that. Mom's doing good, okay? Why is all that tied to this? Even in the midst of that, the Lord was saying, inspire. 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 So we did that. Going down the road. Full day, man. Full day. Mom's house. Work. Back to the hospital. Back over here. Back forth. Just like they all do. I'm not saying my day's any worse than anybody else. But I'm leading you up to what God did. Okay? Just telling you this to set the stage for how good God is. So then, my buddy, Mr. Owen, sits in the back with Miss Madge. Love them folks. He had a few things going. He was in the hospital. Now, I've been in the hospital half a day over here. Now, I'm going to go to the hospital over here. Because I want to. Because I desire to. See, when I know somebody that, that, that's got something going on, if there's any way I can get there, I want to go there and try to encourage them. All right? So I'm going there thinking I'm going to encourage him. Right? That's what I'm thinking. So I get, and I go in, and uh, as soon as I go into the, the big part of the hospital, there's a uh, Riverside, really big, it's really nice and neat place in there. And I see a young lady, I'm going to give you blow by blow. see a young lady sitting there, and it's like, it's like, 8.30 going on 9 o'clock at this time. And she smiles. I go, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm going to head on up here. She said, oh, that's good. And right when I get to about here and push the button, the door comes open. She said, and you have a blessed day. And I just went, bing. Because the Lord said, inspire that woman. I said, I said, hey, you know what? I went back over there. And we good. Can we shut that off for just a second? Just black out. And I'm going to be back and forth. I said, you know what? She said, what's that? I said, I know you knew the Lord as soon as I came in here. That's probably why they got you on the front row with that smile. And she said, thank you. And so I was getting ready to leave again. I was like, I'm going to go see Mr. Owen. And the Lord said, I said, inspire her. So I went back, and I leaned over a counter, and she had uh, the printer there. And I said, hey, can I tell you a story? And she said, sure. Now look at this. Nobody's coming in. There's people over here. It's almost like God just said, hold on, wrote this off. Got a little God time for this young lady. And I, and, I, and I grabbed it. I said, can I have this? She says, yeah. I said, I'm going to tear it up. She said, go for it. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I think the Lord just had me come over here to tell you how much he loves you, and I want to encourage you. And she said, what? And she started to cry. And I said, you know what? You ever notice? And the reason I'm doing this again, a lot of y'all seen me do this, but it's hard to, to tell you what I'm this is going to work when I walk, walk through it so you get a picture. And I just told you, I said, isn't it amazing we go through so much in life that sometimes we just feel like we just turned, turned over and bent up, just like this piece of paper. I said, sometimes we don't know if we're going up or down. And I folded a little bit more, and I said, sometimes I'll be honest with you, sweet, sometimes I feel like a dunce. And she started going, Lord Jesus. Now she's really crying, and she's shaking. I'm going, I better get through this fast. Lord, what's going on? I'm trying to encourage let me tell you that. So I said, you know, sometimes we get folded over like this. And all these things go through our life, go through our mind. I said, but you know what? I'm so thankful you choose to still bring a smile. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I just want to encourage you. Now she is bawling out of control in a good way. Now I'm starting to cry. Mr. Tough Guy. And I said, well, look at this. I said, let me just show you something. 
I said, are you ready for this? She said, yeah. I said, you know, sometimes things will come in your life and just try to tear you away from the things from God. She said, amen. I said, you know, you just got to hold on to the number one thing that you know is going to get you through. And I said, we all know the number one thing is Jesus. And I remember she said, you tore up my paper just to show me that? I said, no, I want to know that, you know what, God's in control. And I don't know what you're going through, but I'm going to promise you that we just keep your eyes on the cross. Now she is wailing, all right? But she's praising God the whole time. This is not a sad cry. This is, this is, I don't know what's going on in this woman's life, but God does. So I put that right there. I said, i got to show you something else. She said, okay. I said, you know, I know that you know him. She says, yes, I do. I do know him. And I said, but you know, for so many people, they reject that. And I said, the only thing left is just right here. See, a lot of times we think we got it. We can do it on our own. But you know what? Without Christ, we're out there. Isn't it amazing how God could take some ripped up paper and somebody taking a little bit of time and tell them about his great love for them. And I, I shared this with her and I put the pieces of the puzzle together. So I just want to remind you, you know what? Don't forget God rescued you from hell. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap on that. So God was good. I started to walk away again. And the Lord said, So I grabbed her hand and I said, Ma'am, I don't know what's going on in your life. I said, but I'm going to pray for you right now. Can I pray for you? And she said, I know that he sent you here today. I'm getting ready to leave. It's the end of my shift. She was gathering her stuff. She said, my family's getting ripped apart. They're overloading me at work. There's so much going on. But God sent you to take just a little bit of time to encourage me. Thank you. It wasn't about me. I got blessed because I got to see God move in that. Right? I thought that I was going to encourage my friend. And that still happened. And I was encouraged. He was doing good and all that. I got to hang out with the family. It was a beautiful time. And then I shared that with them. And Miss Lindsay was there. And she said something that just made me smile so much. She said, you know what? You couldn't even make up something like that. That's so cool. <laughs> I said, dude, you sound just like your dad. See, you can't make up the God stuff. It's only his stuff. And you know, through that right there, I thought, my goodness. And when I got on the elevator to go up, when I got on the elevator to go up, boom. And I was sitting there, Lord, I just prayed that that encouraged the Lord. You know what he told me? Exactly what I heard in my heart. He said, that's the inspiration for the sermon you're going to Wow, a picture of that. You know, I love pictures. Sometimes everybody's got to see things different ways. But you know, the Lord said, I'm going to tell you what, that's the inspiration. He didn't say that's the invitation. He didn't say that was the, the restoration. That was the preparation. He says, that's the inspiration for the sermon this week. Praise God, man. He is an on-time God. So with that being said, I, want to, I just want to hit you guys with this. Can you pull it back up, Tim? I appreciate it. I want to go back to this scripture right here. 1 John 4, 10. This is real love. It is not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sin. You know, if you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day.
that you call in the name of the Lord. And just like that lady, and just like things spoken into your life this week and things, that lady thought, wow, God took time for me. I want you to know that God took time for you today. And I pray that you hear the message. But you know what? We can have the promise of God in our life every step of the way because of what Jesus Christ has done. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, open your heart, and, and let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the message today. Thank you for the inspiration. Thank you that, you know what? You're, you're always there. You're always there even when we're not looking. And Lord, I pray that today that they heard the story that in the busiest part of the day, you're still God. When I wasn't looking for you, Lord, you were still God and you were still there. But I want you to hear today. If you're sitting here today and you don't know for sure that you've spent eternity in heaven, I want you to listen very clearly to me. It's not based on what you do, what you've done, your past or anything else. The truth of the matter is our past is why, you know, who we are is why we do what we do. What do you mean, buddy? The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But there's a remedy for that and there's only one remedy for that. And his name is Jesus. So if you're sitting here today, you say, you know, I've never, I've heard about Jesus. I've, I've, I've heard about the Lord, but I've never asked him into my life to forgive me of my sin. Today, I pray that's your day. And if that's you, I want you to just look up here. I'm going to pray with you. And, and we're going to make sure that, that you know what God's done for you. The Bible says that he has made a way. What did it say? He loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sin. You know what? The Bible says all this sin short of glory to God. But today I want you to know that there's that remedy. His name is Jesus. I want you to meet Jesus today. If this is your prayer, you just pray from your heart right where I'm at. Right where you're sitting. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. I know that you paid the price for me. And Lord, I, I received that gift of life. Lord, I call upon your name, Lord, to forgive me of my sin. I want to walk with you. Come into my life and forgive me. In Jesus' name. And if that's you today, don't leave here without saying, you know, hey, you know, that was my prayer today. It's something about making that public profession. If there's something going on in your life that, uh, you know, that you want to talk about on the side, we can do that. We don't need to know all the details or whatever. God already knows, but we can stand with you in prayer. And I know we got a lot of friends and, and family that have been going through some sickness. Please lift them up this week. Uh, but I just want to tell you that uh, this week, I pray that God uses you to inspire every place your footsteps. Amen. Every word that's spoken, I pray it's one of blessing. Every deed that's done, I pray that it's done in the name of the Lord Jesus, that he is glorified and that they see him through you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right.